Welcome to Inside the Bradfield Centre, where we tell the stories of the companies, the partners and the staff that make the Bradfield Centre community so special. I'm James Parton, the Managing Director of the Bradfield Centre, and welcome to this special and indeed final episode of Inside the Bradfield Centre. First, let me recap why we created this podcast in the first place. The original idea was to maintain a sense of community and connectivity whilst the members of the Bradfield Centre were dispersed from the building during the COVID pandemic. In addition, I felt it would be a really positive way to help showcase the fabulous membership and spotlight all the amazing partner organisations we work with who enrich the support wrap that we provide to our members. Well, after two years and some 50 episodes, I feel like we've achieved those initial aims and and actually a whole bunch more. In fact, I think it's gone better than I could have ever expected. And I certainly have learned a lot in terms of the planning, the hosting and the promotion of the podcast. So you might be asking, well, what's next? Well, we have some exciting news to share on that front. We're launching a new podcast. You don't need to change anything to listen in as this feed will automatically update to the new show shortly. But that's all in the future. Now we've got a special appearance. I'm very pleased to tell you that Adelina's sitting next to me in the room. Welcome back, Adelina, for this special episode. Thank you very much for having me back, James. So it's so nice to have you back. People have missed you. Loads of people have said, where's Adelina? We're missing her top three <laughs> lists on the podcast. Uh, but I mean, joking aside, and I know you've had a really tough time uh, since first catching COVID. So, mm. you know, tell us how you've been coping and, and how you've been affected and, and kind of where you're at. Oh, thanks, James. Well, I, uh, yeah, after... Um I got really, really ill again last January 2021. Um, it took me about a year to recover, and I'm about at 97% recovery mark now. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned to really go one percentage up. You know, that's good enough for me, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, at my worst, as you know, I was only able to be awake and conscious and able to do anything for 30 minutes a day and 23 and a half hours a day, I was kind of semi-comatose, semi-conscious. Um, so now I'm able to work and it's, you know, it's amazing. I just can't push it too far. So yeah. I feel really, really, really grateful to the doctor in Cambridge that helped me and uh-huh. uh, and, and delighted that I, I did go public with it in this newspaper article and the BBC interview and um, <clears throat> people called me, messaged me to say how it changed their lives as well because it helped them recover as well. Mm. So my, my treatment, uh, I was published in the newspaper. Lots of people, um, hundreds of emails actually I received saying that it changed their lives as well. So I'm really happy. Well, I mean, I've seen you have a crash firsthand and like for someone that's got so much energy and charisma and it's just like, incredible to see just the snap change and like just how hard it hits you. Yeah, it's surreal. I mean, honestly, I'm the last person that I would have thought <laughs> would be so ooh, just melting all yeah. of a sudden, uh, you know, with about 10 minutes notice. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm alive and kicking. And frankly, I feel that if this didn't kill me, I'm not sure what will. <laughs> yeah. I feel if I went through this, if I was able to re- recover from this, especially that I had to diagnose myself and figure out myself yeah. you know, what was wrong with me, um, I will be able to, to go through anything, to be honest. So it actually has made me healthier, I would say, and more confident than I have ever been. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you're not completely back to normal yet, but mm. I mean, it looks like, I mean, we've been talking and it looks like there's a whole bunch of positive things that are coming off the back of this experience. Yes, I'm speaking actually with a, an investor in Cambridge and a few other people who've been through the same long COVID B12 iron deficiency journey. And we're looking to see if we can set up a company that will um, create uh, an accurate B12 test. But that's very much uh, in its infancy, embryonic stages at the moment. I don't know if it'll happen. You know, I don't know if I'll have the energy to push it through, but um, it's something that we're definitely looking at because the big problem is the fact that the B12 um, test is actually um, in, in not sensitive enough to um, diagnose people properly. So they're missed. And then for 10 years plus, they have these this horrible disease that destroys lives, to be honest. And um, so hopefully we'll be able to do something positive about that as well. Mm. Well, let's hope so. Um, so, I mean, this is kind of like I say, a special, I guess, reflective episode just to wrap things up. Um, looking at the the download figures, the most popular episodes from a, from a download perspective have been uh, Bruno from the Judge Business Schools episode, number 22. Um Episode five, um, the one about events with Faye and Vicky. Um, episode four with Louise and Jenny from Eastern HSN. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> and uh, episode 16 with Tim from iProva. So th mm. they've been some of the, the best performings. But um, what, 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 do you, what has been your favourite episode, like looking back over the... The nearly 50 that we've done. <laughs> well, actually, I have to say, yeah, the one with Vicky and um, Faye was was quite um, interesting to me because it was, I had to cancel, as you know, my billion pound event um, right, yeah, because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. So for me, it was really interesting to see how they carried on with events online because I hadn't, I didn't feel comfortable to run it online, but it was nice to see all the opportunities and possibilities that these ladies opened up and how yeah. quickly they adapted. So that was really interesting. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? In some ways, like the pandemic seems years ago now, but in other ways, it feels like just weeks ago when mm. there was that mad scramble, like to put everything online and everyone was going on Zoom and it, it yeah, it just feels like a different time. But I think obviously that was a popular episode with trying to get some of those learnings out quickly. What what are some of the kind of uh, the key things that have stayed with you um, from the conversations we've had with people? Well, for me, when we were interviewing people, this is obviously before I got ill and I had to um, back out of some of the episodes, um, it was really interesting to hear the, the people who moved to Cambridge, specifically because of Cambridge's brand as the um, ecosystem that launches successful companies. Yeah. and. What was even more interesting was the fact that they chose the Bradfield Centre specifically because it was uh, came across as welcoming and supportive and also because it was at the heart of the science park. Um, and the other thing that stood out to me was the fact that the Bradfield Centre is not um, um, one particular type of company center. It's a center that welcomes companies from all the way, you know, from Miltonians that Bassam um, is running, uh, who, you know, they prevent crucial illnesses from getting worse to companies like Gearset, you know, who develop DevOps for Salesforce teams. So I love the fact that the Bradfield is so diverse, but also very welcoming. And that's one of the things that uh, came across to me from the interviews when we interviewed the members. Can, can we just say that you're not being paid to give, <laughs> give this advert for the Bradfield Centre? It's not an advert, it's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just want to clarify that, that there is no money exchanging hands uh, on the table here. Or uh, under it. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or by the side of it or anywhere else. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I think for me, it's just been fun. I mean, I, I think we've had a good time doing it. You know, obviously, that obviously didn't go so well over the last year, unfortunately, because of your situation. But, you know, I think every time we've done this together, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've learned a lot in terms of just how to do this uh, fairly badly. Um, hopefully it's been um, helpful to the companies that have come on and the partners in terms of building their visibility. Uh, and like you say, you know, that you can't get away from that fact that it keeps coming back, that Cambridge no doubt is a is a draw for young companies you know, it definitely has that attraction in terms of the talent at the university and that legacy of successfully starting and scaling businesses so, you know, for me, it just continues to be a real privilege to run the Bradfield Centre and contribute a small part of what we do back into the community here. Hmm. But before we wrap up, <laughs> if... Every episode, I always thank some guy called Carl Homer of Cambridge TV. So we thought it was about time that Carl came onto the microphone and, and spoke to you all. Carl. Hello. <laughs> Is that your radio voice? It's my special radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> How's it been for you, Carl? Has it been fun? It has been great fun. And I, I'll tell you why. I know we were doing a podcast together before, but starting the Bradfield podcast coincided with us moving here during the apocalypse. And, uh, at, the, and at the beginning of covid in that sudden point where filming stopped very abruptly and everybody's diaries were empty podcasts were quite a nice thing to have got on the go mm. and so to move into the place at the same time as having this opportunity to meet all of the people who are here already made it feel much less lonely and experienced because otherwise the place was empty Mm. So I wouldn't have made contact with all of these people. And there are some people who I've only met through podcasting in Cambridge, like Bruno, who you yeah. mentioned earlier, yeah. Cotter. Uh, so that's been a, it's been a really nice experience. And as you pointed out, a laugh. Yeah. Absolute yeah. laugh, even for me as well. Like, honestly. Even for you. <laughs> I laugh at anything anyway, but this is even more. <laughs> There's lots of edits that Carl has had to do of Adelina laughing for 25 minutes <laughs> without, without a pause. <laughs> So maybe we should release some bloopers alongside this. I don't know. But OK, that's no, that's fantastic. So this, I just wanted to wrap things up by thanking all the Bradfield Centre members and partners that participated in the podcast. And of course, Carl at Cambridge TV for his sterling job producing the show. And we look forward to inviting you back, Adelina, onto the new podcast. Thank you, James. I really look forward to that as well. 